playing 18 to a full 60. Early leads to buzzer beaters. It all starts by getting on the board. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of On The Board Podcast. My name is Colby McKee. I lost my breath there. Uh, Are you across- fucking tired or what? <laughs> you ran just, a marathon just before started. this or what? Whoa. Um, you just started. <laughs> and you're tired. I'm Lance. He's Jesse. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, fucking we were- winded. <laughs> How are you winded from we, that? We were talking off mic about NHL uh, best forwards defensemen. And we had a nice long yeah, conversation. as per NHL Network. And it uh, didn't go quite well. Uh, should have been our own podcast in itself, but we didn't... Uh, I don't know who makes up those lists. I feel like they just make it up. Like weathermen make up the weather. Well, guys from the NHL network? Yeah, they just push shit together. They don't know what they're talking about. They have a whole network dedicated to NHL talk, so. Yeah. Same like NFL network, too, but. True. uh, We won't touch on NFL just yet. We're going to go to MLB. Let's start it off with the Boston Red Sox or what's left of their season. Yeah, I'm good now. Okay. Uh, What's left of the Red Sox season? The big injury this weekend to Chris Sale. Uh, it was an elbow injury, I do believe, to his throwing shoulder or throwing arm. And uh, he got injections from Dr. James Andrews, but he is now out for the rest of the year. So, Jesse, I'll turn to you, the obvious Red Sox lover in this group. Has the 2018-2019 Boston Red Sox season set sail for another year? I, I think it's probably done. I mean, never say never. This is a team that always bounces back, no matter what. Uh, it's going to be hard for them. And without their ace, because, I mean, when you're – any athlete, the three words you never want to hear, Dr. James Andrews. No, for sure. Because you know that it's not going to be well. Thankfully, it's not going to be Tommy John, so the Red Sox are going to get him back in 2020. But it's probably, without sale, highly unlikely that they make the playoffs. And even if they do, let's say they squeak in as a, a wild card team, I still wouldn't use Chris Sale. As much as you love him, he may be healthy. I would keep him on the shelf until opening day of next year. Yeah, thankfully, nothing super serious in terms of a Tommy John surgery. That was off the table, but uh, that that elbow is not looking good. So. It makes you wonder, though, Like, do you think this injury happened beforehand? Because let's be honest, Chris Sale is not the Chris Sale of Norm. He's got an okay ERA. His ERA has been a lot better. But it makes you wonder, is this something that's been bugging him all year and he hasn't said anything? It's crazy to think if that's true that he's still striking guys out the, as much as he is though, and still putting up those type of gaudy strikeout numbers, yeah. even though the ERA has not been what it's been in but the past. But it's just so weird. Like one day he's throwing, and there's a weird stat I know that Nesson had it where if if his fastball is hit 95 and up, he's unstoppable. But if it's 94 and lower, he gets his ass kicked, which is a crazy stat. So you just never know this year which Chris Sale you're gonna get. I mean, he's striking out guys at the best rate of his career. Oh, of course he is. So it's like, crazy. Significantly. So even if his elbow was hanging on by a thread, he's still striking guys out because his sinker is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. No one can touch that sinker. No, for sure. But it's not the Chris Sale that the Red Sox and Red Sox fans are used to. Not the the Chris Sale that they signed to a massive contract extension yeah. this past spring, which now kicks in going into next season, which causes questions about the entire roster going forward. Well... I mean, you, I don't know. I, next year, I think that Pablo Sandoval's finally off the books. I think uh, there's someone else who's off the books now. So I think they're saving $56 million next year. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with Mookie. I don't know what's going to happen with JD because JD Martinez can opt out at the end of the year. But I, I think that Chris Sale is your guy. He's still a young kid. He is your future. You might have to get rid of 
price down the road. Might have to get rid of Porcello, Eduardo Rodriguez. But I think if you're going to pay your ace what they paid Sale, that's a hell of a deal. He didn't get like a three hundred million dollar contract. Porcello's up this year too, I think, right? I think Porcello's probably. I, I it, I'd be very surprised to see Porcello in a Red Sox jersey next year. I'd be happy if he just left the league. <laughs> no, because I feel like there's He's a so team annoying. that will get him. Cy Young winners don't grow on trees, you know. Oh, stop it! <laughs> His resume. You're winded. Cy Never mind. <laughs> award winner. Um, maybe they will bring Nathan Eovaldi back from the pen and give him a starting role next year if that's the case. I mean, you never know. I, I like Evaldi. I thought that when they talked about him being the closer, I thought that was a great idea because the guy throws smoke. But it's just, he's another guy. It's just not gelling this he's year. He's not working. And that's the thing is like the entire batting order, as far as I can tell, really stayed intact from last year. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, that's not been the problem. They're, they're still leading the league in a lot of AL batting categories. Lance and I were talking this morning because I, I didn't want him to get mad. But I flat out said, I said, don't get mad at me. But I think... Rafi Devers deserves to be the AL MVP over Mike Trout. And he won't be. He's right up there. I 100% and agree And I love with Trout. That. I'm not saying this yep. because I'm a Red Sox fan. I think Mike Trout is the epitome of what a baseball player should be. The guy puts up numbers year after year after year, plays on a shitty team. But Rafael Devers has been the bright spot in a horrible Red Sox season. No one saw this coming because no. look at last year. And the disappointment he was, even as a high draft pick and guy coming from AAA, did not live up to any expectations. Going into this year's, at least fantasy draft-wise, completely bottomed out. People could get him on the very cheap. And now like he's an AL MVP candidate. Yeah. The guy's horrible at third base. He's a horrible <laughs> fielder. But, I mean, if they could put him at first or, I mean, down the road, I hate to see a young kid like that just be designated as a, a DH. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if, if Mookie is if gone... As a lot of Red Sox fans, a lot of people are talking about, they're going to build that team around Rafael Devers and Bogarts. I don't see why not, for sure. Any uh, points you want to add there? Not really, no. Trout's winning the MVP. Trout's winning the MVP. Yep. Easily. He's he's, he's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I I think tonight he just hit his 42nd. Yeah. He has more home runs than I think... Ever, right? Didn't he hit a yeah. career high? Really? And Trout's got 40 already? I thought... Yeah, he four, I think 42. he hit 42 tonight. Yep. Holy... Yeah. I didn't... I thought he was still the in the guy 30s. is a great player, and I, it's just a shame that wow. I, I, the team's not that good. Yeah. Like, in, in any other year, like, if... Like, this is even better than, like, an average Trout year. Oh, like yeah. If Trout was, oh, like, right. backed on his average year, then I would say Devers probably has a shot, but, like, Trout's better than, than Trout normally is, and that's just... He's already head and shoulders above the league. Like now he's just in his own league. Like You're right. Easily. Yeah. Trout is the bright spot in, in Anaheim right now. With a 443 on base percentage. That's yeah. unheard of. Yeah. yeah. His slugging percentage is over 1,000. It's just, it's dumb. It'll be interesting not, to see how September goes for both guys. Base, or his OPS, sorry. Not he's his, not running as much as he used to. That's yeah, the I don't one, think he's the, stealing, right? He's that's not the stealing one thing. He's got 10 stolen bases, but th- when you have the power numbers like that, you yeah. don't need that. It's crazy. Um, so we talked about Mookie Betts and wh- whether he goes, whether he doesn't go. I know we talked just before we started recording. He still has one more year on his deal. Yeah, I, I, so, I didn't know that. For some reason, I thought that it was up at the end of this year. That's why people were kind of panicking. But if he has still one more year, there there is no rush at all. I, I don't I don't think he because they're doing the Jimmy Fun thing today. So a lot of the Red Sox are doing their media rounds. The number one question he's getting asked is, "Are you going to stay in Boston?" And he says, "I love Boston. It's just it's not in my hands right now." We'll yeah. talk when the time is right. As of right now, I'm focused on the season. I want to play ball. 
And that's how it should be. You shouldn't be doing contract talks in the middle of a season. That's Your job fair. is to win games and play ball. The last thing you want to do is do contract negotiations while you're playing. I've always found that to be inappropriate. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I don't. It's personal opinion. That's what the off season's about. Yeah, that's fine. I think I think it's just whatever floats your boat. Yeah, except, I can I can see both sides. Except when you get into NHL off season and you find these guys who have not signed deals because. God knows why, and it shows like the off season is kind of uh, hit or miss in terms of like holding out because Mookie could he could follow like an NFL or an NHL route and sure. hold out for more money. Sure, he could. He'd be one of the first in baseball for sure, but that could be a possibility for a guy of his caliber. Um, there was something else I wanted to get to with Mookie. I think the reason all this bets talk has been going down is because I think GM Dave Dombrowski is really feeling a lot of heat oh, of course for this he is. disappointing season uh, after a dominant season they had last year. That Almost to a fact that some change needs to be made. I think the heat started coming when trade deadline, he didn't get anyone in the bullpen. Right. And it doesn't take a rocket science to know that the bullpen is losing them games. Like, you can have a starter that's going to go six, seven innings, and you can breathe a sigh of relief, but as soon as that bullpen comes in, because they don't have a closer anymore, they lost Kelly, they lost um, Kimbrell, nobody can hold a lead in that bullpen. Marcus Walden, I think, has a under two ERA, but he's not a guy that's throwing smoke that could be a closer. Neither oh. is Brandon Workman. Sorry. You all right? I'm getting stuck in my chair. I heard that. I was hanging out are with you, Colby earlier. I'm winded. Are you winded over there? Oh, I'm tired. Um... No, so here's the here's the thing with bets. You ready? Break it down. I'm drop some knowledge on okay, you. I'm ready. The reason why Mookie Betts is being talked about getting traded is because every team looks around at the Red Sox and realizes they have zero farm system, and the Red Sox realize they have zero farm system. And when you look at what they're comprised of, they have a, an ace in Chris Sale, they have a number two in David Price, and that's it. So it would make a lot of sense for them. I, I hope they don't do it. I hope Betts stays in Boston his whole career because I think there's something cool about a player who will stay there forever, and I think Mookie genuinely likes Boston. But if they are going to move him, it would be very easy for them to flip Betts for, say, a middle-of-the-rotation starter and a handful of prospects. Well, and that's you've got to get a ton for Mookie Betts. Right, and that's why a lot of people look at Atlanta as a spot to go with. I think it's Marcakis that comes out at the end of the season. They can put bets in there and all's fine. But while I say I don't like to see bets move, I'd rather them trade someone, if I'm a Red Sox fan, like Ben Intendi or Jackie Bradley. Because really, if you're looking for a middle of the rotation kind of guy, like the, the window is still open right now for the Red Sox. So they're not going to want to acquire a bunch of picks. No. Like they're not. They're not shutting their window probably for another three, four years. The team they have now is pretty much their farm system. Right. A lot of those guys are homegrown. Right. Totally. And so I I just don't think given the division they play in and given the team they have constructed, they can't move a guy like Mookie or Benintendi for good prospects. They need to get some kind of capital back that can play today. So if they move a guy like Benintendi or they move a guy like Jackie Bradley, you get a middle-of-the-rotation guy back, you get a three or a four, it's Boston, so they're going to be able to sign another mid-rotation guy if they want to. They're going to do something with the bullpen. Every team signs bullpen guys every year in the the offseason. And then if you move a Benintendi or a JBJ, not only do you get that bottom or middle-of-the-rotation guy, you can also get a little bit of prospect help. Mm -hmm. Like You're just not going to get as much as Mookie. But to me, I, I would rather them do that 
keep a cornerstone like Mookie because you're not in in full teardown mode just yet. Yep. Like you can hang on to Mookie for say three years, and at worst he's only got six years left on a contract where he's one of the best players in baseball. Like he's not going to be hard to move if you want to move him. Yeah. No, I, think you're, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think prediction-wise, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a Ben Attendee leave because I think when it comes to Ben Attendee and Jackie Bradley, Jackie Bradley's more defensive, but I don't know if that's what teams are really going to want. They're going to want a guy that hits. Ben Attendee is that guy. Mm-hmm. Not this year, but he has the potential. Mm-hmm. They could move Ben Attendee out. They could get that that prospect. They could get that guy. I also think that Garrett Cole will probably sign in the AL East. Really, I don't know if it would be with the Red Sox to be a number three. Maybe he takes Percello's spot in the three in the three spot. I could also see the Yankees maybe going to get him. A thousand percent, the Yankees. I agree with that. But I wouldn't mind seeing. You know, maybe they move Benatendi out. Maybe uh, you know Garrett Cole comes in as that number three. They go sign maybe a four, and then they work on that bullpen. Mm-hmm. That would make money really, really interesting. If it would. Austin Signed Cole. Like, I, I don't know Cole's, where they would get it from. I think Cole's looking at what? I think he thinks he's going to get a 200 mil. At least. Yeah. And I, the way I don't know where, the, where Boston would be able to come up with it. If they could, then I can see it. Well, they don't care about salary cap. Well, but they, they do. They're, they're reaching their max. I know. Like, they're, they're, own, they're already over the threshold. Like, they're almost going to be paying 97% in tax. If, yeah, they, yeah. if they didn't care about salary cap, they could have easily spent over and above at the trade deadline and got in some, True. some, yeah. some good players. I also think that maybe Dombrowski kind of figured, you know, it's going to be really hard to get back in this race. Mm-hmm. So I don't really want to risk all that money and do it now yeah. when I could do it in the offseason. Yep, very yep. true. Uh, quickly to the NL, uh, we'll talk Mets. We've never talked Mets before, but Pete Alonzo. Stud. Big star rookie. has uh, hitting the NL rookie home run record, passing Cody Bellinger with 40. So he's on his way to 50-plus this year. That's probably a no-doubter. You think so? I think so. I hope so. For a Mets, that'd be a good story uh, out of the Mets. I mean, they're they're holding pace about the Mets. Don't hold on. (laughs) Hold on. Don't say it's a good story for the Mets. The Mets are a disaster. But they're holding steady even after the Stroman trade. They're an absolute joke. They went from like they were going to tank and they were going to Mm -hmm. rebuild to now. Shit, maybe we can do this. I did see a stat that the next month of games are against all against teams above 500. So this is apparently where they're gonna have to show what they're. Yeah, worth. they had a Blue Jays type schedule for the last. They've couple had of weeks a very the easy Blue Jays had just layups since yeah. Strowman's been Similar. around. So yeah. it's gonna be very tough to say if if these Mets can hang on even with uh, Syndergaard and Strowman. But, but we'll please, for the love of God, do not say that you hope anything good for the Mets. They have they have done nothing to deserve good things. Well, they got Pete Alonso. Well, I mean, they Pete Alonso keep and any uh, guys Conforto. healthy. No, like, true. Any guys. Robin, if Robinson Cano's healthy right now, that that would be huge for the Mets right now. They have the worst training staff in oh. professional sports. But going back to Pete Alonso, he's hitting 377, three doubles, six bombs, 19 ribbies in his last 14 games. That's, That's very pretty impressive. okay. Yeah. That's like a Medicine at Mavericks type of line. <laughs> that is actually. <laughs> like yeah. an Austin that, Soika. That's yeah. very much WCBL line right there. Oh, it's not. I would imagine, CBL? though, Alonzo probably oh, signs an extension yeah. in the wintertime, right? Who does, sorry? Alonzo. Like, you'd be stupid if the Mets don't, right have, don't don't sign him to a contract extension in the winter. It's hard to say because rookie contracts are so weird. Cause it's they like, are. Unless they think could, he's just a flash in the pan. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, they obviously won't think that, but it's just rookie contracts, are, baseball contracts in general are weird because you have, like, so many years of renewal options where you can give someone half of their salary from the previous or I just think this kid has done so much for you he's got to get something 
He'll get paid, yeah, but it's just I don't know how long because I don't know, A, off the top of my head, how many years of control they have Yeah, because they're going to start eating up into arbitration years and then on his next contract they'll eat into free agent years. I mean, who the hell knows? I, I would assume he gets some kind of bump. I would hope he gets some kind yeah, of bump. because, I mean, that's probably the face of the Mets for the next few years. Hopefully, yeah. If he keeps this up. I'll give you one of two stories to start with, NFL-wise. Antonio Brown or the Dallas Cowboys? You guys choose. I'm so done with Antonio Brown. I know. Can we please do the Cowboys? <laughs> okay, let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. They held a news conference this afternoon. We're recording on Tuesday evening. Uh, for a player to be announced on their roster... And I think the buzz around Twitter was going to be Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Until the reports came out about an hour later that it was linebacker Jalen Smith. Who? Hey, sorry, I got a thing. Yes. Bo Bichette went deep against Clayton Kershaw. Second pitch. Wow. Second pitch of the game? Bo Bichette's real, man. I love that He's kid. real. I love the flow. Wow. Anyway, good, sorry. Good I, I just no, saw that. That's, that's nuts. A, that's great for him. Um, Jalen Smith. Yeah. You, I know, Lance, you have the details on the contract. Yeah. I don't have it off my head. It's a $64 million extension that he signed. 30, uh, 35 and a half is guaranteed, mm-hmm. which is pretty decent, I would say. Like for a linebacker? Seven mil, seven mil guaranteed as a linebacker. Just Does over. that make him the highest line, uh, paid linebacker? Uh, thanks for putting me in the corner, bud. No, but I, I think by uh, rights that probably should put you as the linebackers. highest. It's hard to say because I know and, all the money's going to D linemen recently, and linebackers are not. I don't think they're making as much as those D linemen. Le- He's recently. the fifth highest paid at that position. Fifth. My apologies. Okay, okay so that's highest. right up. He's a great hey, young you talent. You look it up. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, um, my yeah. computer's slow. <laughs> it runs on Internet Explorer six. He's a great young talent, Jalen Smith is. Now yeah. the big Although he's already he's already suffered a torn ACL and MCL. Now, but that injury was when he was in college. Yeah, and they drafted I mean, him at, I think he was a first round pick if I'm not mistaken because the talent was still there or was second he second round, round? Second round pick. So Probably would have went higher if he did not get the That's injury. what I remember back yeah. a few years back. So, but the question is, when does Zeke get his money? And I know we discussed Should've that big, yesterday. big long conversation last week about Paying Zeke over paying Dak. We're not going to get into that this week. Don't get me started on Dak no, or Zach or Zach. Tack or whatever the hell um, his name is. I like Tack. <laughs> never, never heard Tack before. Okay, but okay. hey, yo, Tack. Hey, yo, Tack. Overwhelming question: Does Zeke sign before Week One? I don't know anymore because I think Jerry Jones pissed him off with that uh, Zeke who. Right, like Jerry right. Jones is like that uncle who thinks he's cool and has to be hip, so he like dresses like all the kids and has to use all the kid lingo. Stop doing press conference. You're 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 an owner, okay? Just shut up, collect your paycheck, and let the general manager do all the hard work. Right? Like you shouldn't be saying Zeke who. Oh, I'm just trying to be funny. Now's not the time to be funny, Jerry Jones. Now's the time to start signing your best player. He's playing hardball. They're both playing hardball, same as NHL. But in this situation, when there's three. Not cornerstones, but three significant parts of your team that are up for renewal. It's a very, very slicky slope to ride. I feel like Lev Bell has opened up this whole thing. Of course, he, he so has, has. and he so has. I mean, it would be very bold to say that Zeke doesn't play at all this year. But I, there's no way he's playing Week One. Do you have more faith that Zeke plays this year? Or do you have more faith that Melvin Gordon plays this year? Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Gordon. I completely disagree with that. I say Melvin Gordon because Melvin Gordon's not in the spotlight. Yeah. I don't I don't feel like Melvin Gordon feels like he's being disrespected as much as Zeke is. He can like Jerry Jones is just did another press conference today yeah. saying that he's earned the right to make that Ezekiel Elliott joke. 
so he can do whatever he wants. You don't see the owner of the Chargers saying, uh, you know. No, who? but Jerry Jones is the most recognized owner in the in all of pro sports outside of Mark Cuban, let's say. Like, come on. Like, that's his shtick. Mm-hmm. That's what he's for. It's true. So for him, he's been doing this for years, all the way back to Emmett Smith when Emmett Smith held out, held out after his Pro Bowl year. He still comes, he came back after like three or four games and they won the Super Bowl that year. Not to say that this Cowboys team is like that, but I'm yeah. saying Jerry Jones is not new to any of these comments like that. No, no but I mean, mm. these kids are more sensitive and they think they got a chip on their shoulder. I just so if think, Ezekiel Elliott thinks he's done all this for Jerry Jones, he'll be like, well, no, I'm not, I'm not going to play. I, I beat some money. I can I can hold out like Bell. Problem is, is no, I was going to say it's different than Lev Bell, but it's really not different than Lev Bell because they're both heading towards unrestricted free agency and they yeah. can still make their money well, elsewhere. But yeah. I guess the difference is like, like why you could say Zeke's more likely is because contract-wise, I'm pretty sure Melvin Gordon's is way more similar than uh, or to Le'Veon Bell than Zeke is. Like I'm pretty sure Gordon's coming off his rookie contract like Bell was and um, wants to get paid and it just gets to be that thing where, I mean, Zeke still technically has a year, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty sure Zeke has another year in the contract. I don't know that So even if he Melvin holds Gordon, out, he's got another year? Like right, well, right now, Zeke has a year on his contract. He's holding up for an extension. Oh, I okay. think Melvin Gordon doesn't have a deal. No, I think, I, I just I th- think he's a free agent, isn't he? Or he's just... Yeah, like I, it's no different than how, like when when Lev Bell could play on a franchise tag. Yep. Like, I, I mean, I, I, it's something similar where like maybe Melvin like can't even do that, and he's still wrapping up his rookie deal. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how it all works out, but I I just know that like I, I looked at him earlier and remember that Melvin's. Situation mirrors Lev Bell way more than than Zeke does, which is why you would say Melvin Gordon's more likely to hold out. But I also think Zeke's more likely to hold out longer th- than Melvin Gordon. Lance is exactly right. Uh, Elliot is entering the fourth year of his rookie deal, making three point five eight or three point eight five million dollars this year. Next year, his salary jumps up to nine point one million dollars, right? With the fifth year option. And Melvin Gordon is entering the fifth-year option. So that's exactly right. He's one year right. older than Zeke. And that hence why... Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So it's, yeah. it's, it's literally the exact same type of situation as, as what Lev Bell's going or went through yeah. the other year. This is interesting. Jason Smith, who covers the Chargers, tweeted today saying, Chargers want to give Melvin Gordon $10 mil a year. Three running backs make more than $10 mil a year. And he says he's waiting for a phone call. He's getting such bad advice from whoever that I feel bad for the guy. He'll ruin his career if he stays held out through the regular season. Melvin Gordon responded to this saying, and you are? With a question mark. <laughs> Uh, do you yeah. want to know the three running backs making more than ten mil a year? Ooh, let's play this game. Oh yeah, we were really good at it off air when we were trying. It's to only come up three with though. Players, three, three running, running backs, backs that are making in the more. league right now that are making more than ten mil a year. I As what I can find on the one. internet right now, I, I I honestly couldn't come up with one. Okay, um, well, how about a guy who just signed this off season? Le'Veon. Le'Veon Bell is making thirteen point one. He's the second highest. It makes me wonder if LaShawn McCoy's making some money in Buffalo. He's not right now. No. no? He is not on this list. Is um a guy that was on the um, NFC championship team. Oh yeah, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is Todd making Gurley. the most at fourteen point yeah. three seven five. I was gonna say a guy. What about uh, that's what Johnson? Go- 
Johnson is number in Arizona. three. That is, he's probably making he's making too. thirteen million. So apparently Melvin Gordon wants Todd Gurley money. For That's some reason, pictures of like Dion Lewis and Lamar Miller just kept crossing my face. <laughs> oh man, can you All imagine I if Lamar, was, like, Miller Lamar Miller in Houston's Miller. making that much money? Oh, or like God. Frank Gore just sitting on piles. Don't even get me started about Frank Gore. Legend. In a earlier uh, podcast, I went off on Frank Gore. <laughs> <laughs> a big fan of Frank Gore. Um, but no, so I can see why, looping it all back to this, the, your original question, I can see why people would think that Melvin's going to hold out longer, but I, something just tells me, and, and I mean, part of it's because you get exposed to it all the time, because it's the Dallas Cowboys, because yeah. it's Jerry, jo- uh, Jerry Jones, that you're going to get exposed to their situation more than you are uh, with the Chargers. But $10 million just, a season. Some just tells me that, for whatever reason, I think Zeke's gonna hold out longer. Like yeah. I feel like Zeke's at the point where, I, like if if Zeke held out the entire season, I don't think it would be surprising because I think place like value and playstyle wise, like you could say Zeke is, is one of the top upper upper echelon guys, just like Lev Bell was, right? Yep. Yep. Like you could say that. Like I don't know if I'm ready to put Melvin Gordon. Up at that very top of the list. He's if he wasn't injured all the time, I would. He's a tier below for sure. sure. Yeah, but I mean, we're we're at where we're at, right? Yeah. And so I think he has enough self awareness to realize that and understand. Like at the end of the day, it's a negotiation. But I I would bet that Melvin Gordon gets his shit taken care of before. Z. Yeah. I hate to say it, and I know you don't really want to touch on the fantasy football thing, but I mean, if you're a team that has him as a keeper, if you're gonna keep. Ezekiel Elliott, I wouldn't expect to win a championship this year in fantasy football. Yeah, I'd feel dodgy about that. That's a very true opinion. I very dodgy. I don't tell that at all. How about keeping him? Yeah, I wouldn't like Yeah, I wouldn't him. keep him. Yeah. I mean, I would, but I wouldn't like it. <laughs> Depends on what's on your roster, but that's a whole true. different yeah, yeah, kettle yeah. of fish. Yeah. Um, okay, let we're going to talk lots of football. Hopefully next week we have some more answers, but we're going to talk on the NBA and a little bit of Canadian basketball. Uh, we'll start with the Lakers. And DeMarcus Cousins tears his ACL last week, the third major injury in the last two years for him. Uh, probably means his career's over. A big guy like that. So. Yeah. Apparently, he had a really tough time coming back from his second the uh, the quad injury. I should uh, say I, I hope I, when I say I hope so, it's because like just watching a dude go out and just like shred his legs to pieces. Like all all I can think of is just five years, ten years, twenty years from now. Like the guy's not gonna be able to walk. If I he feel keeps like playing. NBA teams should almost give him two years to just stay healthy. And maybe two years down the road, he signs a one-year deal with someone to make this epic comeback. If he wants to come back, there will be suitors out there. I still believe that. Yeah, he for still sure. has time. But I, I don't think he needs to rush this. No. If he stays a year and a half, two years, and just focuses on himself, then he can come back and make this huge comeback. Almost like an Andrew Bynum situation. Yeah, because yeah. uh, you're right. Someone, someone will bite on him if but he decides to come back in two years. Just the like seeing a guy putting totally. his just the rest of his life just thrown it away with every passing minute that he's playing in the NBA right now or trying to. It's like, dude, just get yourself right. Yep. Like, I, I, I'm i sure you have enough money. Like, I understand you love the game. You've probably made enough over your career. He played so many years on a shitty Sacramento team. And it's just, that, that's the painful part is he was, this was between the Rocket, or not the Rockets, the Pelicans 
and hopefully the Lakers, there was supposed to be a title run, supposed to be yeah. some playoff action. He never got to play the playoff games that he imagined yep. to. And he was such a good talent. And I'm talking well, in the past tense, but you you just don't know anymore. I mean, he's uh, four straight all-star appearances. He averages like 25.9 points per game. He had a torn Achilles in January 2018, a torn quad muscle in April 2019, and then a torn ACL in August of this like, year. Like literally just shredding all the way up and down the leg. Yeah. Like, but the guy he puts up such great numbers, it's just, God, he's such bad luck with injuries. So it's really a tragedy that all these, there's a lot of basketball cases where injuries just kill the player. Yeah, so hard. Just kill yep. the player. So hopefully, we wish him all the best, but hopefully he takes the time that he needs and gets back on the court. Now, replacement-wise for the Lakers, there's a couple options out there. They're looking at Dwight Howard. They're looking at Joakim Noah. Of all people, and Maurice Spates, although he's an undersized center, he's a 6'8 forward, basically. He wouldn't play a center role, per se. But Dwight Howard, back to the Lakers. Maurice Spates sounds like an accountant. <laughs> sounds like a guy that'll do your taxes come tax season. I, I've never... W- where is he located? Maurice Spates? Yeah, give give me a state. Uh, he, oh, Maurice Spates, he would have his own... TV infomercials yeah. in like Washington State. Okay, At like Washington. 2 a.m.? Yeah, like he'd be in Coeur d'Alene and it would be 2 a.m. You'd be sitting there drinking your sorrels from the Seahawks game. Yeah. And, and on comes fucking up. Maurice Spates. And he's yeah. like, hello. Do you I'm need Maurice help? Spates. I've been doing law for 10 years. And you hear a gavel. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and then you hear the bang and the gavel, and you just see Maurice turn Maurice around. Maurice is in session. Yeah, yeah, oh, that oh, would be his Spates line. Spates is in yeah. session. He'd be like, yes, yeah, it's, it's Spates time. Oh. Yeah. And then it would just, like, have an air horn in the background, and then another smash of the gavel. Yeah. And he would only do, like, like some some kind of ridiculous law, like, I don't know, like, He'll ha- point home to the transfers. camera. Like, he wouldn't do criminal. He wouldn't. No. He would just do, like, land titles. That's all he would do. <laughs> He's like, you trying to sell your home and need someone to sign off on it? I got you. And, and then just points reason. to the camera at the end. Says, call me. We want yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he wouldn't He wouldn't represent you or anything like that. He wouldn't be an injury lawyer. Anyway, might Dwight a, Howard's weird. Yeah, it might be a secondary career for him. Maybe. maybe. Uh, Dwight Howard, back to the Lakers. I don't, I mean, as a kind of a, an alley-oop kind of guy, maybe. He could play with LeBron and AD, but... No, if you have Noah or Howard, who are you taking? Because I'm probably taking Dwight Howard. Oh, I mean, Howard was injured most, if not all, of last year. Noah came back with the Memphis Grizzlies. I believe the Memphis Grizzlies. That's how bad he... he yeah, you kind of forgot about New York. him. Exactly. After and he left Chicago, I kind of forgot about him. Complete role player. I don't know if the defense is still there like it used to be. So it, it's really a hit or miss. And they probably don't have the salary cap to do anything else. Is there no one no one better? No, because like, these are the guys that are going to take the 1.5 the Boogie got. Like, I mean, yeah, because Boogie was after Kawhi Leonard signed. Then all these guys... Remember, there was no market for DeMarcus Cousins, as yep. Woj said, yep. before Kawhi even got traded or got signed, excuse me. So like, you, you couldn't find a legitimate Washington State land title accountant slash lawyer that would... That would play. Hold his own down in the post. Like I feel like you give him ten bucks and he would probably play. <laughs> Who knows? Like, I, I wouldn't I want to. I still any like to see guys. Carmelo Anthony go to the Lakers, but that wouldn't work. No, he's too. Yep. He's too prideful. Yep. I, I don't know if that guy. Shame. Ever get I, back I really want him to make a comeback. If we're if we're, if we're talking comebacks. Yeah. I'd love to see Carmelo. Quickly, I want to transition to Canadian basketball because I've got a bone to pick. Lance and I, Jesse was gone on one of his trips slash yep. 
home titles. Right. Who knows? Talking about yeah, home titles. He was talking to Maurice Spates, accountant um, and law. We talked, <laughs> we talked about how Andrew Wiggins was not showing up for Team Canada and how yeah. much of a disappointment that was, at least in my eyes. And I think I could speak for Lance in that. Yeah. Um, the list he never shows up. And we also talked about how the U.S. players were all bowing out and how much of a joke that was. Now, Team Canada is following suit with a bunch of players dropping out, some by injury, albeit, but others, I don't know why. The latest one was Corey Joseph. Yeah. Just signed a new contract with Sacramento Kings. So contract's not an issue, but he bows out. Kelly Olynyk had the injury, which is understandable. He wants to be ready for the season. But then you look at guys like R.J. Barrett, who's in his rookie season. You got Jamal Murray, who just signed his brand new deal. Chris Boucher of the Raptors. Tristan Thompson, as well as Andrew Wiggins. All these NBA guys not showing up for Canada. The only NBA active roster player is Kem Birch. Do you even know what team Kem Birch plays on? Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> Sacramento. Close. No, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm not even 100. I was gonna I say I was gonna say Seattle. I got Washington oh, State in my brain still. I think it. I think he's on Orlando. I think he's. What still do you mean on you think? You yeah. can't say tell me. And I then... just I just wikied it. It's Orlando. Okay, so oh. I was not wrong. Well, you can't say tell me. I and was then 95 percent positive. About Sacramento, that. by the way, is really nowhere near Orlando. But in terms of like. Irrelevant teams. When you list the NBA rosters A to Z, oh, you got oh. O, and then you got S. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, very close. <laughs> like on NBA 2K, when you're scrolling through teams, oh, that's where that's where it comes. And then from. you find your pictures of that's your where it rosters. Comes. How's your team doing anyway? Your team doing good? what team? Well, you you run your own team on 2K. Oh God! You oh, run he the, runs like a franchise. Like you run the finances. How much yeah. are tickets to go to your game? I, I okay. Truth be told, I have not played. 2K franchise in probably a year. So you you I know you know off the top of your head how much tickets go. How for. much was a bowl of popcorn? Uh, tickets. The last time I remember was probably about seventy five bucks for a game. Yeah, but Holy my, my team was going really good, so I was making money. Seventy five wow. bucks. Popcorn was. How's a family of four supposed to afford your yeah. tickets? And parking was twenty. Jesus. Yeah. So and I bet your arena's too fucking far from my house too. <laughs> I don't get to control like C train. And you should probably or... change the coach. How much was beer? Yeah. Uh, Did you have student night? I tried to throw promotions and then I got banned by my owner. But that's you we're got banned. We're getting, you, I thought you sorry. were the owner. No, I was the general manager. Oh, okay. Oh. Sorry. So anyway, uh, well, breaking it, news: Ty Lue just signed the or just joined the Clippers staff. Made that official. As a top assistant. Yep. Behind Ooh. Doc Rivers. Yep. That could be good. Uh, so we're talking about what? Chemtrail? <laughs> Kem Birch? Yeah. <laughs> Is anyone... Like, I, I, I'm I, legit disappointed and a little bit upset that Canada cannot get its crew together yeah. to qualify for an Olympics they have not reached since 2000. Is that too harsh of me to say that these guys cannot show up? Well, I mean, especially after Canadian basketball is kind of on a high after the Raptors just won the championship. Totally. Everyone was like, this is so good for Canadian basketball. I feel so proud to be from Canada. Then you have the opportunity to represent your country, and all of these Canadians in the NBA are now bowing out. Like, what's Coach Nick Nurse thinking? He goes from the Raptors and a championship parade <laughs> well, let's be honest. to coaching... Some European Canadians. I don't think and he's too much in a hurry CIS, back the Raptors. Some CIS players. It's I mean, so disappointing. Part of me, uh, I, I'll try and be optimistic. The group of guys they have now are the same group of guys that have been propelling Canada basketball for the past four or five years. Like the roster they have right now that's playing in the World Cup is essentially the exact same guys that have taken Canada basketball to a new level. And 
Nick Nurse, well, he's coached pretty well in every continent, it feels like. Right. He's been around. He, he He's seen a thing or two, and he knows how to get the best out of his guys. Like, this could still work. Like, I, I mean, they, they went in. I know it was an exhibition game, but they went into Australia and beat them by 20. They beat Australia in Australia by 20. Like... And their first game, I believe, is September 1st against Australia. Yeah, yeah. So now, the second be... game they lost, it was a lot closer, but, like, mm-hmm. like still, for, for you to go into Australia and beat them by 20, like, I think they, they might be okay. Yeah. But, like, just the disappointment with different players not showing, like, and, and we talked about this before, like, Kelly Olenek obviously gets a pass because he's hurt. Yep. Nothing Corey, you can do about that. Corey Joseph, I said last time we brought this up, I would give a pass if he didn't want to go. Because it's like like he shows up to everything. And who's around? I, I get it. I do, I, you know right? what? Like I do because he would be the only senior member. Like of, he's, Him and Olenek go to everything. Yeah. Everything. But I, it's like everyone else is just like they're doing it because it's the cool thing or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, like it's different with Canada and like you can't even compare it to the US, right? Because they're so much deeper. Like as... Canada basketball, you need your guys. And to me, it's just weird that Canada basketball hasn't said anything. No. Like, Barrett's dad's running the program now. Like, I mean, kind of doesn't have one leg to stand on just for the simple fact that his kid's not playing. Yeah. But it's, like, I I understand because he's a rookie and wants to get acclimated, but the optics aren't great. And it's just, it makes it even worse when... No one's saying anything from Canada basketball. Like there, not a word. Not there has not been a word. And I don't know if it's a time change or a time difference thing. I know when when it's breaking news here in Canada, it's like midnight or later yeah. over in wherever they are in Australia or China or wherever. It's just so disappointing because, like you said, the U.S. can get by because they know they get another chance at this, and they're already locked in. But for Canada, this is their—they need to be top seven in this tournament coming up in a few weeks. Yeah, top two Americas or top right. seven, I think, right? And like, there's there's a lot of teams, even though they don't even have their NBA players. I like it's NBA depleted across the board, but still, if they could have such an advantage and just qualify, qualify for these Olympics that you have not gone to in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, when is it going to be convenient? I know it's also a FIBA issue in terms of scheduling this close to season, and they want time. they want to make this kind of like a the World Cup of Soccer in a sense because World Cup of Soccer is huge, and the Olympics are not so huge in terms of soccer. Right. I don't know if that's also a thing where they might have to delegate you. You go to one or the other, and they have to make that is like the premier event. Yeah, for I, basketball I purposes. There's smarter people than 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 me to figure that out. Right. Like I I, I get like a hundred percent is you're right a FIBA issue. Like it, one hundred percent is it comes back to them. But for nations and in, in groups like Canada, like it, it kind of comes back to your to your program to an extent. Like right. there, there's got to be some sense of of accountability. And like I said, it's different when you're playing for Canada when you only have a handful of guys that. Are, are pros like sure there's more of them now than there ever was before but when you look in comparison to the states like it's not still not close and we need as a country we would hope that every guy that can can go does go and so it's just I don't know it's frustrating but like the beat goes on yeah and I, I'm, I'm still I, I genuinely do have have faith that they can figure it out like what there's 
with O'Shea Brissett's there. Yeah. And was Kevin Pangos, is he there now? Sound, he should have a starting job. I'm pretty sure he's going to be taking over for Corey Joseph since he didn't I just up. remember, I think it was the Pan Am Games that was held in Canada, I believe in Toronto and Montreal, a young Jamal Murray who hadn't even gone to Kentucky. No, was he a Kentucky guy or was he a Duke guy? I cannot remember one of those blue blood colleges. But he had not even gone to college yet. And he suited up for Canada and put on a show as a youngster. And I would love to see something like that, even for an R.J. Barrett, for kids to look up to uh, for other Canadian basketball. By the way, he was Kentucky. He was a Kentucky. I thought so. He was with but, Calipari. Yeah. But I, I just remember that memory, even in my head, like that was such a good, cool Canadian moment. Mm-hmm. And it's such a disappointment that younger kids, people watching on TV are not going to get experience just that young Canadian talent that is brewing. It's going to come. I just hope it comes in time. Yeah, it's just definitely frustrating. Yeah. Definitely. I don't mean to be ignorant on this because I don't really know much about the Canadian basketball, but where's Andrew Wiggins in all of this? Just, he's he never has, shown up to anything. He hasn't ever. shown up ever. in I, I I couldn't even tell you the last time he's shown up. And is he arguably like the the biggest Canadian NBA star right now? He was until I I think Lance and I both agree that Jamal Murray has now taken the taking that over. Mm-hmm. I just I I, I he's hear right about th- all these other guys. I just don't know where Andrew Wiggins is. How come he's not representing Canada? He's right up there, and he's already signed his max contract with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yep. There really is no reason why he can't. Got to get ready for T-Wolves, yeah, can't. Get ready for T-Wolves. Yeah, it's going to be a big season in Minnesota. And if there's a personal reason, we talked about that, like, yeah. so be it. But, like, make it known. Like, it's just. Just doesn't feel like there is, considering he never goes to anything. It's yeah. not a good look. Okay. So, anyways, uh, that's enough Canada talk. We'll talk about them leading up to the tournament going forward. we got a few minutes. Jesse, wrestling talk. Hit me oh, with it. Man, it is it is an interesting time right now to be a wrestling fan because they said. Define interesting. Well, they said that there was no war when it came to AEW. Colby's already on his phone, yeah, so he, define it. We've, we've lost Colby now. <laughs> they said there was no war between AEW and WWE. WWE even said that they don't consider AEW to be their rival. Yet it's very interesting how AEW has now announced that they're going to be on TNT on Wednesday starting in October. Well, the WWE announced today that NXT is moving to the USA Network starting in September on Wednesday nights. Yeah, it's not good. Head to head? Head to head. But, okay, who, if you're a TV subscriber, are you more likely to have the TNT channel or are you more likely to have the USA Network? To be honest, in Canada, neither. Right, neither. Yeah, but not that anymore. we're not really not a demo anymore. for them. Here, Here's what I think True. is going to happen. Good point. I, I don't know if NXT is actually going to move to Sportsnet 360 because they're announcing that It'll be live on the USA Network on Wednesday. On Thursday, you can get it on the the WWE Network. Because as of right now, NXT is only available on the WWE Network. You had to be a subscriber. I really wouldn't be surprised if TSN is talking to AEW to get the Canadian rights, just like the old WCW was. You mean AEW is talking to TSN? Sorry, yeah. There's too many goddamn letters. No, I just just don't think TSN's reaching out to AEW. I think AEW would have to be reaching out to TSN. Well, I mean, TSN, they got five channels, and they're not putting a ton of stuff on there. They're fucking more than happy to run must-CSC and fucking timber (laughs) sports for 24 hours. Trust me, I tried to talk to them. But it was just interesting, like, a month ago, (laughs) if you remember... They had this really, um, it was like an hour-long special on Kenny Omega, yeah. and was talking about AEW. That was really good. I, re- I it was watched great. that. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of like the inklings of it was going to start, 
that we were going to see Kenny Omega on TSN. But it's very interesting. Now we're going to get wrestling on Monday nights. We're going to get two on Wednesday nights. SmackDown on Friday on Fox Sports 1. And then I I don't know if I think AEW's pay-per-views will be Saturday. WWE pay-per-views will be Sunday. That's a lot of wrestling. And Jericho made a great point. Jericho that was on uh, Busted Open yesterday morning talking about this. He said, congrats to NXT. It's a huge accomplishment for them. But the reason why wrestling fans are so sick of the WWE is that there's too much. Three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown. You guys are doing the same shit. You're shoveling it down our throats. We want something different. So what do you do? Well, now you say that the best thing you have going, because you don't give them a ton of it, they're going to give you more. It's like being a UFC fan. Yes. And the overload of UFC pay-per-views and fight nights and all that good jazz. It's so much. It's too much. It used to be, you used to look so forward to your guys fighting twice a year maybe. Yes. And now you could find guys every weekend. Once a month they had UFC things and they were able to make stars. And Dana White says, well, we do more of these events so we have, you know, better chances to make stars. No. It's not working. Like, really, you look at some of the younger talent in the UFC, are any of them exciting to watch? I don't know a single name. Exactly. No. Here's the the problem. In Jericho, I mean, he's not an idiot. He he knows what he's saying, and he's saying it with a reason. Like, I I think he sees where AEW is and really wants AEW to work, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like anything. Over the court, and especially when you get into more cult-oriented ideas, like how wrestling's growing this massive cult following. Yeah. Why is New Japan one of the biggest things? I would say one of the biggest reasons is because they're more difficult to access, and when you see them, they're always putting on incredible matches, right? That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it could be a non-title match. The second match of the card, which if anyone knows wrestling, the second match is usually the snoozer to just to get through it. From start to finish, New Japan puts on great matches. Now, here's my fear with AEW. Up to this point, basically every match they put on has been pretty damn good, right? Awesome. As soon as you get on TV, you're eventually going to start having points where you you have a shitty match. It's going to happen. Now you're going to start seeing... Yeah. Then the then the allure or allure rather is going to start to wear off on on AEW. That's why I think it's a slippery slope. I understand you want to get in, you want to make your money, mm-hmm. and and you want to grow, but you can't beat WWE at their own game. Of course you can't. Like it's impossible, right? Yeah. Right now it's that. not. I mean, down the road maybe. Like you and I talk uh, like once a week about AEW New Japan coming together and like it'd be huge working on which one I, I kind of think that's what they're doing. They're yeah, just very. So. They're they're just like you know you can have our New Japan guys, but they can't wrestle for you in the states. That's yeah. what AEW says, yeah. right? They say, hey, you can have John Moxley, but he can only wrestle in Japan. Yeah, I just get worried that like with the TV deal that comes through with AEW that. People start to see more of their stuff, become less impressed with it, and then they slide off. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, the first time I watched the Young Bucks, I was like, holy shit. Like, these guys are really good. Mm -hmm. Then you watch the second one, it's like, yeah, yeah, see, they're really good. The (laughs) third and fourth, it's like, I kind of saw this already. Yeah. Like, I I get it. I guess, again, it's like a UFC fighter when they make... Like a, when they make a big debut in the UFC, and you're like, "Holy shit, they're good!" And then their second match, you're like, "Okay, they're not bad." Yeah. And like only a handful of guys can cut it and, yeah. and be like must-watch matches every mm-hmm. time, right? I don't know. 
It gets I exposed. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. You get exactly. exposed too quickly. It will be very interesting. Often. I know there is still a lot of hype with AEW. I think if they do it right, because they've been selling out 6,000-seat arenas right now mm-hmm. with all their TV shows, I think it has the potential. I am nervous that it could be kind of like when Impact, when TNA first started, they got all of these older guys from WWE that WWE didn't want anymore. People were like, wow, this is awesome. Then it just kind of fizzled. And now nobody... Now TNA Impact, you know it's there, but no one's watching it. One final question, then we can then we can wrap up, Colby. Okay, I know you're exhausted. He's winded. Yeah, wait, that too. I'm sweaty. Um, <laughs> just looking at you makes me tired. <laughs> TNA, what does that stand for? Total nonstop action. Oh, I learned something different growing up. Okay, move on. That's it. What did you learn? Doesn't matter. His the, his TNA is on Pornhub. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Too much? Whoa! Sorry. I told you that in confidence. It's before explicit we got content on here. here on On the Board. Thanks so much for listening to episode 12. Whoa. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash on the board podcast and on Twitter at on the board pod. For Jesse Christensen, Lance Dahl, Colby McKee, signing off. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to On the Board. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash on the board podcast. Yes! Yes!